Welcome to Life in the Leadership Lane. I'm your host, Bruce Waller, where I'm talking to leaders that are making a difference in the workplace and in our communities. How did they get started? Uh, what are they doing to continue driving in the leadership lane? And today, I have a very special guest, my good friend, Lynn Stewart. Uh, Lynn is the president of Superior Hire. She serves on various boards, including Women with Promise, the Company Culture Consortium Board, and she also served as the Dallas HR president in 2015. And so it is absolutely my honor to have you on the show today, Lynn. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Bruce. It's so good to see you, even if it's on, you know, on my computer. I'm so used to seeing you in person, but this is second best. Yeah, so we're actually taping this in June of 2020. So uh, COVID, we're starting to see a lot at the end of the tunnel, but just just to kind of dive in, Lynn, what, you know, as the leader of your company, what have you been doing for the last eight eight weeks during during this COVID outbreak? Well, I think it's important to do, uh, you know, keep in touch with your clients, keep in touch with, as we do, our candidates out in the field. My people in the office that are not in the office anymore, it's been a real challenge because we want to be able to, to see each other and talk to each other every day, but we've been doing that through Zoom like you and I are doing today. Yeah, so for the, uh, so for the uh, listeners that are listening to the podcast, uh, where are you at today? Are you in your office in Dallas? Are you at your residence or, or where are you working out of now? I'm at my office at home at my residence, but I have an office upstairs and uh, I just brought everything home since we couldn't go to the official office. Well, let's just dive in. I, I've known uh, Lynn for many, many years. We met at the Dallas HR organization when she was a volunteer leader many years ago. So I'm, I'm really excited to talk about that part. But I want to just just start where, uh, with, just tell the Lynn Stewart story. Where did you grow up? And share the story about what kind of led you to the path of running your own company. Okay, well, I grew up in uh, West Texas, a very small town of about 6,000 people. I uh, am the typical small town girl. I uh, absolutely just, I believe you are who you spend your time with. And I've always tried to surround myself, even from an early age, with great people like you. We'll talk a little bit about that with Dallas HR in a few minutes. But um, small town girl, grew up in uh, Lubbock, Slayton, Texas, went to Texas Tech. Uh, you know, really had a great career and uh, college career, uh, did everything I could there, met a million people that are still good friends with uh, me today. Uh, my dad's always big influence in my life. He's just the most positive individual you could ever know. And uh, growing up, he always said, if you believe it, you can do it, make it happen. I never had a day that he didn't say, you know, it's all in your head. It's what you think about, and that's what makes it happen. And so uh, even today, that's my motto, you know, keep going and don't stop and make it happen. Yeah, so in college, uh, you know, right now you're, you're the president of Superior Hire, which is a uh, search firm. Uh, but, so were you, were you thinking about that in college or no. what led you to uh, helping HR, uh, HR practitioners and others in the business community? After I graduated from Texas Tech, my first career was an image consultant. I traveled all over the United States and I uh, worked for a company that uh, a lot of our uh, clients were in JCPenney operation. And so I traveled from 
Hawaii to New York, California, Chicago. Sounds glamorous, but it was hard. And uh, I was uh, married at the time. I had two small young children, John and Michael, and uh, it got really tough to want to leave and, and be on the road all the time. So a recruiter called me, very much like I am today, and said, have you ever thought of uh, being in the recruiting staffing business? And the rest is history. I uh, interviewed, got the job, started out learning the business and uh, loved it, fell in love with it and grew. I think every day you keep developing and growing and learning. And so that's what I did. Worked for three really great companies. My mentor, Daniel Abramson, taught me so much at Dunhill. And uh, unfortunately, they uh, were purchased and a lot of things happened. So the unfortunate became the fortunate because a lot of my clients started calling me and Superior Hire was born. Wow, that's fantastic. So um, one of the things that you mentioned earlier was your father uh, mm -hmm. being a great mentor. And then I just now heard you mention uh, Daniel uh, being a mentor. So I, I would love to like just dive into that a little bit deeper. I think that, you know, we all have people that have lifted us and helped us get to where we, uh, where we are. Can you talk a little bit about uh, mentors in your life and uh, just maybe some of the traits that, that made them stand out uh, as mentors? Some of the traits that I as a mentor try to give uh, like you do. You and I both have been very blessed to be able to help people through Dallas HR mentorship. And I still have people call me and go, will you be my mentor? And um, traits that I believe are to be a good listener, mm -hmm. to be able to um, tell someone if they need to do something that might be a little tough. Because oftentimes, you know, we all want to sugarcoat everything and make everything great. And, you know, you do want to be a positive influence, but you also need to stop someone if they're not going down the right path. And I know that your book speaks a lot about the path that you take and the choices that you make. And uh, I think that we need to be able to, to help people analyze if they are going down the right path. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's so important. And, and you've been, uh, you know, the thing about it is, is that a lot of times uh, people have mentors and the mentors don't even know that. Right. So people like, for example, I shared this on a, a past podcast that, you know, you can be posting things on social media and not realize you are mentoring through that post. You are modeling that leadership. And I think you've done a, a wonderful, wonderful job of doing that just through modeling leadership, helping others, especially the platform you have in recruiting, helping, uh, helping people find jobs along the way and helping people connect. Well, I try to do that. Starting Superior Hire, um, oftentimes people will go, oh, you're a staffing service. We did not have the best reputation, not Superior Hire, but just our uh, industry in general. And um, that broke my heart because we really do serve the people that come to us. And uh, we're a boutique firm. And I know you, you know, often ask me what separates us. But one of the things that we did was to want to elevate the experience of everyone we touch. And I love it whenever I have someone that leaves me and they go, you changed my life. And sometimes it's not even that I place them. And I'll, granted, I'd love to make money and be able to place them. But 
if you help someone and they leave there a better person than they came, then that's what we're here to do. And I believe that 110%. So we do a lot of teaching, uh, teaching people whenever they're interviewing, not to just have the usual uh, things that we say in an interview. You know, behavioral-based questioning is huge, but what does it really mean? And to dive into really great stories and examples of people's accomplishments, because that's what separates them. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that, the, the coaching part of it. So let, let's talk about Superior Hire for a few minutes. Uh, Superior Hire, how big is your company? Uh, when when did you start your company and and uh, what what do you actually do? Well, we started, uh, you know, it, it's so crazy because like I mentioned, you know, I had clients calling me and I started out of my home. I mean, I left Dunhill and clients were calling going, we need your help. And uh, it was fun because I was driving around. Traffic wasn't quite as bad as it was even, you know, back in January and February. I'm, I'm ready for it to get busy again. Never thought I'd say that, but I'm ready for us to have traffic back in Dallas. But I was driving all around Starbucks, interviewing people, talking to people, placing them. And when I realized, you know, this just wasn't going to work, and you can't have people come to a residential area, I, uh, you know, we bit the, you know, really dove in and has a great office on Spring Valley in the Tollway. Um, it's very um, easily accessible to have people come in and go out. You've been there many times. And uh, we just dove in and started making it happen. Um, at the highest peak, we had 17 people in the office. Recently, we're down to about eight to 10. And I say that because of COVID-19, we're doing a little uh, furloughing at the moment. But uh, you know, it's all about the, the clients, great people that we work with that trust us because they need to know that we've got their best interest when we're looking for people to place in the companies, as well as I want everyone that walks through my door to be treated like family. And that's what we do. So, so, uh, if, so if a company out there is needing some, uh, some, some support with staff, uh, are you, can you help them with anything or do you focus on a certain competency? Is it HR? Is it finance? Is it IT? What, what do you typically uh, focus on? Finance, accounting. Um, we have a small touch of IT in the HR arena, like HRIS. Uh, mm -hmm. But I'm not, uh, you know, diving into the depths of uh, IT. I think that, you know, that's a whole nother world in its own. So don't call me if that's what you're looking for. <laughs> but uh, certainly HR, uh, accounting, all the clerical needs, marketing, and we don't have one particular vertical. We've got so many great clients out there from, uh, you know, manufacturing, but not necessarily out in the, the back, more of the executive level, um, hospitality, um, everything, HVAC, security, you name it. We've got, you know, clients that we've worked with. Very blessed. Well, uh, I know everything rises and falls on leadership, and I can always tell whenever I walk through the doors of your company, I can feel the energy, and that energy comes from Lynn Stewart, and uh, one thing that we didn't uh, talk about earlier is I know you said you went to college at Texas Tech, but you were a cheerleader. Yes, that uh, really started my leadership way back whenever in my 20s, and uh, you know, some of the most exciting people that I had an opportunity to even cheer with, um, I still do. Uh, Billy Smith is a great mentor of mine and uh, one of my dearest friends. And a lot of people have been watching the cheer um, uh, series that's been on, um, I think it's on 
is it YouTube that it's on? Um, I, I should know that, but uh, Billy's in the very beginning of it. And uh, I have friends that have taken screenshots of him going, is this your Billy? But uh, yeah, we still do cheerleading stunts when we go back uh, to homecoming. And I know I'm old, but I can still throw for a few stunts. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. I I'll tell you, uh, my, my first uh, time that I, I met you uh, years ago at a Dallas HR meeting, and I remember uh, there was the volunteer leaders asking for volunteers to help with the ambassador program. Mm -hmm. And you were the you were leading the ambassador program at the time. And I remember walking into the meeting, and I remember it being standing room only. And my immediate thought, I, my immediate thought was this wow, she must be a great leader to be able to attract all of these people to be to want to volunteer and be an ambassador in the organization. And that day was the day I said, you know what, there's something very special about Lynn Stewart. And so uh, let's talk about the Dallas HR journey. You, you're a past president of Dallas HR. Uh, can you share just what did you learn from that experience in, in being part of that organization? Well, Bruce, you know this as well as I do, because you were a mentor to me whenever I did become president. I think that the amount of people that are involved in that organization are beyond exception, some of the best leaders, not only in the Dallas Metroplex, but in the state of Texas. And to surround yourself with good leaders has always been something that I feel you have to do to be your best. And um, it was easy. I mean, when you start asking people in Dallas HR to come help and please get involved, you know, the majority of them are, are like, yes, thank you for asking. And that's how I built my board. I really sat back and I analyzed and I thought, who do I want to be more like? Who can I envision really taking us all to the next level? And that's how I built my board. And continuing, you know, the people that you and I both stay in con contact with and in touch with are some of the best leaders that I think anyone can ever learn from. So what I'm telling everyone out there is go get involved in Dallas HR uh, because it's, it's exceptional, not only for leadership, but for education. We're always needing to continue to learn. Um, you don't stop. And that's one of the things I've been doing since we've had a little bit more of a time off, if you will, even though we're working from home, is to continue to educate yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, I love what you're saying because you are, your your experience, you've been a leader for a long time, but yet you're still talking about continuous education, continuous improvement, continuing to connect with others. And I love what you said about surrounding yourself with other leaders. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Why is that important? Well, I heard once a quote that said, you are the sum of the top five people you spend your time with. So if you think about the top five that you really are connecting with day in and day out and that you call for advice, it's almost like a sponge. You start absorbing that information. So to be in an organization like Dallas HR, and also all of the webinars and the things that that organization, our organization offers, there's hundreds of educational tools, opportunities yearly. And I mean, you go to the website and it's just uh, nonstop with opportunities to, to educate and stay connected and, and know what's current with the new laws. And so uh, 
I always want to surround myself and continue to learn and grow. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And so uh, for the listeners, if, if you're not in Dallas, let's say you're in Fort Worth or San Antonio, and for the state of Texas, there's actually 32 SHRM chapters in the state of Texas. So there's, t- there's a SHRM chapter for your community. And so what Lynn's basically saying is, hey, get out there, get involved. If you're in another state, just look up uh, SHRM and you can find another community. Or if you're in a different, um, if you're in a different space, there's, there's networking opportunities for IT for uh, other industries as well. And so getting involved is so important, right, Lynn? Always. I mean, if you're an accountant, you're an attorney, or you're wanting to be in those industries, you know, it's easy today to search out, you know, where they go and who they are, you know, surrounding themselves with. I think it's, it's inevitable. People need to do that. So you don't, you know, find yourself wondering, what should I be doing? People are guiding you, taking you by the hand and leading you there. You know, uh, we, we're talking a little bit about uh, just really volunteer leadership. We're talking about Dallas HR, but you serve on some other boards as well. And so one thing that I've noticed is a common thread for leaders that are driving in that leadership lane that are having success is they are givers. And when I say givers, I'm talking about givers of their time and their heart. And you, uh, you, you model that well. And so a couple of the other uh, organizations that you serve on. I know that you're part of the uh, company uh, con- uh, Culture Consortium, as well as Women with Promise. I-, I would love for you to talk a little bit about each one of those groups and, and your involvement. And then, you know, how did you get started in those organizations? And, and, and what do you do to just stay there? Well, Women with Promise uh, was under the leadership and still is of Leisha Cadwallader. And I know you know Leisha. She's very involved. And uh, she called me one day and she said, you know, there are so many women, young women, that need our help. And we've been blessed. We've given, you know, we've been given a lot of opportunities. So let's put together a board and let's help young women that need help. Women that are educated and have a degree make a uh, a million dollars more a year in their lifetime than people that are not. So degrees are very important, even if it's an associate's degree. So we've raised over $200,000 and we give that out to women that are looking for scholarship money. So all they have to do is go to womenwithpromise.org and there's all sorts of links to different organizations. But uh, it's important. We've always got to be open-minded, giving, listening. That's what God asked us to do. You know, my favorite scripture is Galatians 5.22, which is the fruit of the Spirit. And every day I wake up and I think, you know, am I going to share love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control? All those things are who we're supposed to be every day. With the writing and the COVID-19 and all the things going on, we just look back to, you know, what God wants us to do and share love and be peaceful. Um, you know, I think we'd all be in a much better place. But that's what Women With Promise does, and I'm so honored to be a founding member of it. Yeah, that, <clears throat> that's fantastic. And I, I know Leisha has done a wonderful job leading, leading that group. Now, are there several members on the board? Is it just you and Leisha? Or, or oh, no, no, no. Why? We have a, uh, we have a board. Uh, what is it? There are 10, 11 of us. I should know yep. that exact number. But uh, 
we uh, hold each other accountable. We help each other. We have uh, HR, we have attorneys, we have great marketing people, people from Omni, uh, just really great leaders, women that want to give back. And it's a great organization as well as, you know, the culture group that you and I are involved in. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, giving back to communities and helping everyone come together and understand what's important in helping their not only their friends, their um, people that they're working with, the employees. It's you know one big happy world, and we're here to to pull us all together and and make it the best we can. Yeah, and, and it's like it goes back to what you said earlier. It's about surrounding yourself by great people, and mm -hmm. when you do that, just good things happen. Um, you mentioned uh, the uh, uh, company culture consortium. There's some great people on that board. I've had the honor to serve on that board in 2020. I know that COVID has uh, kind of put us in a delay mode because we typically will go out and uh, visit with companies that are have great culture and learn more about uh, those companies so we can share with others. And, and because of COVID, we've, we've, had to, uh, we've had to put a pause on that for now, but great leaders in that, in that group as well with Kristen and, and Melissa and, and uh, Melanie and then entire group. Yeah, absolutely. You and I both, I mean, we've been, blessed and honored to be able to be a part of such a group. And, you know, I tell everyone out there listening today, you know, search out people that you want to get to know better, call them, get involved in boards, get involved in community activity. And oftentimes you don't have to jump up and, you know, try to be the leader of the board, get in there. And, and like you said, I started out in Dallas HR working with the ambassador program. It was, a, it's, it's still one of the best areas of Dallas HR because the ambassadors are the people that connect everyone at the big luncheons and all the meetings where you walk in and oftentimes three or 400 people are there and you're going, uh-oh, I don't know where to go. Uh, it's good to have a smiling face at a table to help you out. And, and uh, I think, you know, baby steps sometimes are the best. I know that, um, you know, goal setting is something that you do very well. And uh, your uh, most current book is a lot about writing down, you know, your daily um, thoughts that make things that you're proud of and I can't encourage everyone out there enough to really think about your goals what you're proud of and what you want to accomplish and when you have a goal and you set out to accomplish it it's really important to think baby steps sometimes will be what you need to do to make it come to fruition you know a lot of times I, I know my own personality is I want to dive into the deep end and sometimes <laughs> I might need to like wait out a little bit before I die. And uh, that's something that I would, would share with everyone is to, to really think about, you know, like your health. Health is important. You know, we put God in family and then, you know, we have to have good health. And um, there was a time in my life that I've always been thin and I've never had to worry about, you know, getting weight, but I ate everything I wanted and I got where I didn't feel really very good. So I took an entire year and I learned and dove into everything I could about being, you know, nutritionally sound and healthy. Um, another year, I took a year off. I read the Bible and I, I did it from cover to, from Genesis to Revelation. And I think it's good to take something that you really want to accomplish and maybe take that year and, and divide size it, divide it up on how you want to do it. Yeah, I love that. You know, a uh, year sounds so long, but it goes so fast, doesn't it? Uh -huh. It really does. I can't believe we're in June. So let, I want to I dive into this a little bit more. I love it when you start talking about setting goals and, 
and having purpose, that, that's a passion, passion of mine because I, I, I believe that uh, when we invest in ourselves, we're going to grow. And when we grow, we can help people along the way. The more we grow, the more people we can help. I, I want to talk a little bit about leadership, uh, not just from a leading a team, but leading you. And so I was wondering if you could just kind of start by just sharing, like, what does a typical day look like for Lynn Stewart from the time you get up till the time you end the day? What does that look like as far as your uh, intentional, purposeful events that you do each day, some daily practices? Well, I like to sleep. So <laughs> I, was, I get a good eight, nine hours in. So uh, it's important. It's, it's important. It goes into that health category. That's but right. I've had to learn to get up an hour earlier so I can spend my time, my quiet time in reading and my uh, time with, with God and having my spiritual time to be able to ground myself before the day starts. And I, I used to not do that. And for the past, I'd say, six years, that's been really important to me to make that happen. So that's number one. Uh, number two is to, you know, prior to COVID-19, I had probably 20 things on a list because as a recruiter, you know, we have to have blocks of time to really connect with people and stay connected and talk to them and find out, you know, truly what's in their hearts so we can place them and get them, you know, moving in the right direction. With that being a little slower now, you know, when unemployment was at, you know, two or two and a half percent, and now it's at over 17, almost 18, things change a little bit in my world. And um, I've really developed a lot of more uh, self-reflection and time to read more. I'm a real avid reader. My degree in school was education and English, and I've always enjoyed reading. And so I read on average a book a week. And now I'm reading, believe it or not, two to three a week because I, and I'm a speedy reader, but uh, I, I like reading. So you can, uh, when I dove into nutrition, I bet I have 60 books I've read on it. And same way right now with all of my motivation, self-help, uh, my Christian books, I, I have become a real fan of the Kindle. <laughs> I download books and, and that's my my quiet time. I actually had a lady uh, ask me the other day if I prefer uh, hardback books or paperback books versus the Kindle. And me personally, I like the paperback just because I can fold the pages, I can highlight, I can underline, but I'm kind of getting used to the Kindle as well. So you have a preference? Well, I've got both and I've got a lot of great gifts like yours. I've got Find My Lane right here. Um, I believe that having you know the ability to underline but you can do that on the kindle now as well it's it's good both and i do have both but when you can't get out and go to a store like barnes and noble or and i know amazon can deliver at the door but i really like to be able to open up the book and read a little bit of it and so by downloading it you have the opportunity to try it out before you buy it and uh i'm a fan of that now yeah, that's fantastic. So when you're planning each week, I'm always curious about, you know, people talk about electronic planners and calendars, and then they have their paper calendar. Do you have like a preference of how you plan the week? And, and what does that look like? Do you 
do you spend your Sunday afternoon planning your week or do you spend, you know, a month out planning? What, what does your planning look like? I wish I could be that organized and tell you I planned it out that much. Uh, you know, my husband, we love gardening and on Sunday after, you know, we have church and whatever, we like to cook and garden and, you know, love have it. our time together. Uh, I'm a, I, I used to have a paper um, calendar, but now mm -hmm. I keep everything on my phone. Okay. Between Outlook and my phone, um, I try not to have so many things that they're so spread out that I'm looking for too many. And um, so my phone has uh, my goals and my uh, Outlook keeps me in line with where I'm supposed to be. And those two are the things that I do. I still have a book that as I'm reading, if something's important to me, I might jot it down. And you are the master of that. Uh, I love every time I'm with you, you've got your, I don't know if it's black right now, but it's usually a little black book and you're always writing things in it. And uh, I have a red one right now that I'm writing in, but it's one that I keep by my bed. If things come to mind, if something that I want to remember, um, you know, I carry it even with me whenever we're going to church to write down things that I want to maybe study and look up. So those are the ways I, I keep things in, in line and under control. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I, 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 use a, I use a paper planner to kind of jot my thoughts down, but then I'll put it in my phone. Uh, one of the things I've struggled with over, really over the last eight weeks, and I didn't realize it was, it was there, to be honest with you, and I'm gonna use the word transition. And basically what was happening is eight weeks ago, I would drive from my residence to the office, or to the office, to a meeting, or to the meeting, to another meeting, or meeting someone for lunch, but I had that, what I call transition time, or drive time in the Dallas traffic. And I would use that time to, whether it's listening to a podcast, uh, or reflect, or think about an upcoming meeting. And without that, uh, working from home, uh, what I found is I'm scheduling things back to back to back to back to back and not allowing for that transition. And so I'm getting better at that now where meaning that, okay, at 10 o'clock, I'm going to go out and I'm going to take a 15 minute break and I'm going to take a walk around the neighborhood or I'm going to, you know, listen to a podcast or whatever that is. I didn't do a very good job of that uh, early on. Have you uh, experienced anything like that at all? Or what do you think about when it comes to like that, blocking that time for uh, transition. Well, as a recruiter, you're taught to block. And if you don't, you'll never get anything accomplished. So I believe what you've been doing and saying is 100% right on. You need to block. And uh, I've even had my mentees, I've said, if you really want to find time to work out, put it on your calendar as an appointment. Because if you don't, you won't, you'll put it off and then you won't do it. Um, before COVID on um, Thursday morning and like clockwork, I had a, I went to a, a place called slow fit and, um, it's pre-work muscles and I'm missing that, but put it on your calendar and then you will have it where it happens and you'll get it accomplished. And then you can be so proud when you check it off that you got it done. I love that. I love that. So, um, let me let me ask you this. I, I know that you've you've share some something some advice uh, that you've been given uh, over your career that's just you've kind of kept that. It's helped you along the way. Is there any advice that anyone has shared that's that's helped you along the way? 
Oh gosh, I've been given so much advice and I'm so proud to, you know, have the people in my life that continue to give me advice today. But I think the most important that I wake up every morning thinking about is the golden rule, treat others like you want to be treated. And my mom and dad taught me that early on. You know, growing up in a small town, there was a lot of, uh, you know, small town, everyone gossiped and you know, everyone knew each other's business. And they said, you're never, ever, ever too good not to help anyone and everyone. And remember, you always want to treat others like you want to be treated. And I try to have that golden rule every day. Um, there are people in my life right now that um, have come into my life and I have no doubt they've been put there for me to guide and help. And um, there's one young man right now, he's probably not so young, he's close to my age, that uh, is a military person that's homeless. And Cliff and I have been helping him and I probably could get a little teary, but you know, those are the kind of people opportunities and the great people that come into your life you need to pause and stop and say you know what can i do to help them and if i could share that with anybody out there just be sure and and stop and listen because there are a lot of people that need our help i love that and i love uh, how you shared that i've always been a big fan of lynn stewart because you're such a giver and i've always appreciated and valued uh, that about you and i appreciate that uh, that's, I mean, that's some great advice and it's just start and it starts with your parents, you know, and just uh, treating each other, you know, I was just talking to someone the other day and I was just telling that, you know, really uh, when our kids grow up and move out of the house, you can't really make them, can't really make them do stuff anymore. You, you, you gotta, <laughs> just gotta model great leadership and, and, and that's just not for your kids. That's for everyone because people are watching. Well, even though you said you can't do anything, I, I'm still the mother and I have two boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, from a dad's perspective, that's, oh, no, that's fantastic. I'm your mother. <laughs> I love that, I love that. So this uh, last uh, five or 10, uh, 10 minutes of the, uh, of the interview, I, I like to call it, it's time to accelerate and just have a little bit of fun. And so we talked a little bit about books, but I know that uh, you also listen to podcasts. So would you uh, prefer a book or a podcast? I'm a book girl. I love books. Yeah. Books all the way. Books all the way. Now, you've got this great podcast, and I have been listening to a lot of your past guests. Uh, I think podcasts are good to listen to in the car, just like you just said, when you're driving. And it's a good time to, or if you're in a situation where you want to put your, eye, you know, your earbuds in, um, I love podcasts, but if you ask me today, you have five hours to go downstairs and do whatever you want, I would read over a podcast. So uh, just from a book perspective, I had somebody ask me recently about, he's a young leader, he's now leading his, a team, and he asked if there, I had any book recommendations for him. And of course, for me, the book I always recommend for any leaders, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell, that was one of the first leadership books that I read, and I felt like I actually had a coach with me along the way. Any uh, recommendations or any, what's your favorite like leadership book, or, or is there one that stood out? Well, I'm reading one right now, and I'm at my desk, so that's easy for me to even show. I can do a show and tell. High Performing Habits, hmm. and um, I believe we had uh, this at Dallas HR. I think I actually have it from my, from my shelf of, of people, Brendan, um, 
Is, does that yeah, sound Brenda, Yeah, Brenda Burchard. Yeah, we're yeah. actually reading that book as well in our climb group. So that's one of my favorites. Um, in my Christian reading, Andrew Murray is my favorite uh, author. Read almost all of his books, and there's hundreds of them. Um, obviously, he's deceased, but uh, one of my favorites. I really, I, anyone out there that's wanting to read, they, and I'm not just saying that because you, I'm your friend. Great read. I think it really guides us to help us think and, and make the right decisions and the right calls. Um, an older book that I actually pulled out of my uh, shelf probably about two weeks ago, uh, Jack Canfield's book on leadership. Have you read that one? The Success Principles. I have not read that. Yeah, The Success Principles. Really great read. It's an easy read because it's chapters on uh, different leadership ideas and thoughts. So I've been pulling out some of the old ones just because I think it's good to, to refresh our memories and remember some things that we used to think, oh, I know this and take it for granted. Um, don't ever do that. Keep, keep reading and re replenishing your brain with the basics. And, and uh, I think- yeah, yeah, great advice. Jim Rohn once said, uh, you're, the books you read and the people you meet will determine your success over the next five years. And I, I, I truly believe that as well. So, you know, once this COVID's over, uh, it'd be time hopefully to go on vacation. Uh, you got any favorite places that you like to go on vacation? Well, you know my favorite's Maui. I mean, we have been so blessed. We get to go every year. Uh, and uh, it's just, it's a direct flight from Dallas. It's easy to get there. I love the whales. And we try to go in the winter because the whales are awesome. Uh, any of you that maybe don't know me, I uh, have had and been very blessed uh, to be up and close where I could, if it were legal to touch one, I've been close enough to a whale twice where a mother and her baby came up to the boat. And uh, it's just, you know, just touches your heart beyond anything you could ever imagine. So uh, Maui wins, but uh, it's always good to try new things. And we try to go somewhere we've never been yearly. And my favorite next to that would be Israel. Oh. I've never been. It is, it, oh, it's one of the most moving places you can ever go in your entire life. And to walk into the Jordan River and, you know, go to Nazareth and all the places that you read about in the Bible, it just becomes, you know, alive and full of color. That's, that's, uh, that sounds incredibly amazing. So, so Lynn, this is the final question. And this is a question I, I, I love to ask a lot of times, you know, we can't do anything. Uh, if we said, hey, you know, would you give yourself some advice, you know, 20 years ago? Well, that's already gone. Uh, so I like to ask the question, a 10 years older Lynn, what is she saying to Lynn today? To commit to being continually learning. Don't ever stop. I mean, whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, whatever age you are, don't stop learning. Don't think you know it and all of a sudden look back and think, oh my goodness, it's been six months or a year and I've not really educated myself on something that maybe you want to learn new or you want to revert back to some things you want to refresh your memory on, but continue to learn. Even when you're in retirement age, I think it's important. My dad's retired and we spend time together. And I think it's important to, to, you know, have goals and things that you can do every day so you stay fresh and alert. I love that. I love that. So, Lynn, if someone listening to this podcast or, or watching the video wanted to connect with you or follow you, where, where, can they, where can they find you? 
Oh, that's easy. You can go to my LinkedIn profile, Lynn Stewart. Lynn's got an E on it. Uh, SuperiorHire.com will give you my phone numbers and every way you want to, you know, go there. We've got videos on our website also on uh, some goals on if you're uh, out looking for a job right now, which a lot of people are. Uh, it's some, you know, some tidbits on interviewing and uh, it's very helpful. It's a lot of the wisdom and knowledge that I've learned with all of my clients through the years that um, I like to share. You know, a lot of people say, why don't you teach this and have a class on it? Come to my office and I teach it every day. <laughs> so, uh, but those are places, websites, LinkedIn, and I'd be delighted to connect back with you. Well, this has been an honor. Uh, we've been friends for many years. You are so inspiring. You are a genuine leader and someone that I definitely wanted to get on the podcast because I want listeners to hear what real leadership uh, is and just your story. And I just want to tell you a thank you, thank you, thank you again for just being part of the show. It is my pleasure. And I can't wait to see you. And uh, hopefully with all of this uh, craziness kind of coming down a little bit, we can see each other in the next few weeks. And uh, Bruce and I have one thing in common, and that is our little three-year-old uh, grandchild. He's got a little boy and we've got a little girl and they're going to get married one day. <laughs> Crosby and Willa. Crosby I love Willa. it. Yeah. I love it. Appreciate you. Thank you, Bruce. Bye-bye.